This episode of Let It Out is brought to you in part by Splendid Spoon, one of my favorite companies ever. They are a wellness brand built on the idea that a few small changes can make a big impact on your health and how you feel. They deliver those small changes right to your doorstep through ready-to-eat, satisfying plant-based meals, mindfulness tips, and more. Mostly soups. I love their soups. They also have breakfast options like smoothies and overnight oats and stews. It's the best, especially in the winter. Get soup delivered right to your door. Their plans are totally customizable to fit your delivery and lifestyle needs, and they can be shipped anywhere across the entire United States. I love Splendid Spoon so much. I love their founder, Nicole. I even had her on my podcast. I'm actually going to get lunch with her right now. I can't say enough good things about this company. Each meal is great to store in the fridge for one week or frozen for a month. It's perfect when your schedule is hectic, and it's great to just always have something that you can warm up right on hand without having to leave your house, which I love. If you want to get $20 off your first order or any of the plans, go to splendid.to slash let it out 20. That's splendid.to slash let it out 20. Thank you so much, Splendid Spoon. We love you. This week's episode is also brought to you in part by Kara Vitamins. Kara is a new kind of vitamin company that makes taking your vitamins and feeling your best easier than ever because it delivers to you vitamins that are personalized and tailored to exactly your needs. Being healthier and feeling your best is something that a lot of us want, especially in the new year. It's already February, but you know, we still want it. So vitamins can be important to fill the gaps that your body is missing from what you're eating and give you the extra boost where you need it. And make sure your body is getting all the nutrients that you need to keep doing the activities that you love. All you do is you go to their website and you take a fun quiz that asks you questions about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, your sleep, your poop. And in minutes, it recommends for you based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists exactly what your body needs. And from there, there's a subscription box that includes your month's supply of individually wrapped packs of vitamins and mix of supplements is right there for you. You can just grab them and and go. They even have your name on them. I love them. They're great for travel. I take them myself and I think they're really great and I think you guys will probably like them too. So go to takecareof.com now to get your personalized recommendations and then use my code Katie at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E and that's good for 50% off your first order or two weeks free in your first month. So again, that's takecareof.com and the discount code is Katie. Katie. Welcome back to Let It Out. You are listening to my podcast that is called Let It Out. And my name is Katie Delbau. I'm your host. I talk to fascinating, creative people that do all sorts of different things. And 
who are, you know, all different ages and hopefully live all over the world. And I want this podcast to be a place to talk about feeling our feelings and whatever we want to talk about. I want it to grow. I want it to change. I want it to get better. And that's what's going to keep happening. There's going to be this episode and then two more after this. And I think I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to be going on a little break. It's a tiny, teeny break, just three weeks, but I'm going to come back with new episodes, new guests, hopefully better than ever, new music, new album cover. I really want to take everything and switch it up. I feel like I have grown and changed hopefully for the better a lot in the past well forever but recently and I want my work to reflect that as well I want to up level and improve I want the podcast to be better so if you have suggestions or people that you want to be guests on the show let me know the best place to do that is in the listener Facebook group. So join that if you're not there already. It's a secret group where we hang out and it's one of my favorite places on the internet. Hopefully I'll see you there. Also this week, check out the Patreon page. We made a Patreon page and it's a great place where I'm putting out something to think about and meander over the past, you know, few weeks that I've been thinking about. I'll put it on the Patreon page. There's different levels that you can support the podcast. Hopefully you find value in this. It makes you feel less alone. Maybe some weeks it makes you laugh. And if you want to help support it, Patreon is the best place to do that. I recently did a live event at Cat Beauty in New York City in the West Village, one of my favorite places. I had so much fun. If I met you there, thank you so much for coming. Anyway, There's a little worksheet I made for that that's part of the giveaways in the Patreon community. So join that if you're not already. I'm going to be in LA. That's my next thing (laughs) that I'll be doing. But that is at the beginning of March, the first weekend of March. I'm doing two events there. So make sure you're on my email list and the Facebook group to find out information about that because I would love to meet you and hang out on the West Coast. Okay, well, that's all I have for you. This is my conversation with Jill. She is a super lovely lady. We talk about motherhood. We talk about caring for parents. We talk about what her life was like and how it led her to do the work she's doing now. And she's a really interesting person with a really interesting story. And I think you guys will enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you at the end. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, at one point, I thought you were living with him. No, no we never okay. lived together. But okay. I, when we started dating, I knew I was moving here. Yeah. So, so um, back in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're long distance, but it's actually been it's been good. Like yeah. he's um, he's come to visit me like twice a month, Beautiful. and then we've had like we had a wedding in Hawaii this year and a wedding in Malibu, so we've had like travel together, yeah. and then I went back for Thanksgiving, and I'm going back on Wednesday or on Thursday. Okay like a week okay. and then he's gonna fly back with me and stay Good. for new year's yeah he's adorable Thanks. and the two he's, of you I'm when like i see you together you know it's just he's so cute and you compliment each other in such a pretty oh way gosh. you know like it's like that yeah and he loves what so you sweet. love and you love what he loves yeah and like also like other things too i mean we're also like super different it's kind of a well good... i see no that's what i mean i see that it's like you have yours and he has his yeah. but it's like yeah yeah it's a good like 
combination of, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for doing this, Jill. Oh, I'm so excited. So before we get more into your past mm -hmm. and your future and what you have coming up, I've been really liking starting the podcast in the present. Yeah. So what have you been pondering or thinking about or realizing recently in the past you know, week or day even, what's been on your mind? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's, it's no longer about, um, you know, us being in our community and just serving our community in the sense of wellness and health. And that's really, you know, how I began my career um, in the health and, you know, fitness and wellness industry. It's really become this global need for us all to come together now. And the last week or two, it's really been hitting home for me. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because the present moment is really where I want to be today mm -hmm. and to be able to serve um, this next generation, you know, um, that's coming into play that really have been affected by what's going on in the world and holding the space for, um, you know, my clients is, is something that I've been doing for the last few years, um, but holding the space in essence for everyone, mm. right, on an energetic level, has been something that's come so natural for me, Katie, the last few weeks. Um, it doesn't matter whether I'm working or not working, it's just become such a, a, a conscious habit to be kind and compassionate mm. and just put the love and, you know, that vibe out there because I think the world needs it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I've just been kind of sitting with so much change that's been going on. Yeah. And processing it. I want to dig more into that. I feel like it's interesting because it's something that I think about a lot. It's something my therapist told me a long time ago that I, well, I really struggle with being present. Mm. You know, I'm a planner. I'm constantly thinking about the future or the past or what's, what's going on. That's one reason why I really love doing this because for the next, you know, 90 minutes, I'm not on my phone mm. and I am forced to be present yeah. because if I start to zone out or think about something else or not listen, it ruins the episode and yeah. I sound silly, you yeah. know, so it forces me. And there are very few things in, in life that force you mm -hmm. into the present moment. And so how do you, how do you do that? How do you remind yourself? Have you always been good at that? Or, you know, how do you like, you know, as Ram Dass says, like be here now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the grounding and that's the practice, you know. Um, for me, the last few years, uh, learning how to meditate and learning how to be present in the moment um, has been a huge part of my learning curve mm -hmm. into that transformational space that I've been able to go through personally and now, of course, professionally. And so being so present in the moment was not easy for me. And there was so much that, um, like you, I, I was in the past, I was in the future, my mind was going, I was raising my two kids, yeah. you know, I had my career, I was always running my own business, so it wasn't like a moment-to-moment, -moment. it was kind of like a 24-7, but I, I really was able to manage it all, and I look back now um, that my kids are older, and I think, wow, now I'm really, I look back, I've, I've always been present but my thoughts were telling me that I was going forward or back. Mm. So the grounding and the meditation that I sort of integrated a few years ago really gave me an opportunity to see this, um, this movie of my life over the last 25 years and the beauty of it, even though I had gone through some things the first 25 years of my life then that second 25 years of my life, and now I'm into that next phase of my life, which 
is like that golden phase. I mean, yeah. I say 52 years. I don't say young or old because, yeah. you know, I'm just 52 years. And so I began. You look amazing. Thank you, sweetie. You're so cute. I, I feel good. I really mm-hmm. feel good. And I think that that's the moment where I want to stay in that present space, the meditation, being mindful, being more um, aware, awake, clarity. Yeah. You know, and just centering into that space. And I call it mindful living because that's what I really teach now is how to be present in the moment and not go too far back. Yeah. But if you do go back, that's an okay space to just witness without judgment. Or if you want to go forward, like be in that forward space to just witness with no judgment, but really ground yourself yeah. in the moment, that present space. I really want to go back with you. Mm. Speaking of not now, I want to not not in the present. I want to get back to how this all started for you. So mm. you live in New Jersey now. Are you from New Jersey? Did you grow up there? Well, um, I have been in New Jersey with my husband for twenty five years. Um, we raised both our kids there. They're now twenty three and twenty. My son will be twenty one. Um, and I in your daughter's apartment. <laughs> yes, we're in my daughter's apartment. It's so funny. We're in my daughter's Amazing. apartment. It's beautiful. And thank you. Yeah, she's she's really uh she's a sweetheart and she really makes this her home. Yeah. You know, so I am I'm so grateful that she opened it up for you yeah. and I to be here. It's such a beautiful space for us to be in. Um yeah, so I grew up in New York. In and, the city? Uh, I grew up outside of the city okay. in um, Rockland County. Okay. And Where, how far is that from That's the city? about 45 minutes from Manhattan. Okay. So I did a lot of back and forth into the city as cool. a kid. And, you that's know, cool. I was close to Manhattan. But I went to college here. So I okay. lived here. I went to the Vashon Institute of Technology. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Back in the early 80s. Oh, my um, gosh. So did you want to be a designer? I wanted to actually be in PR. Okay. And um, in the fashion industry. And my dream came true because I graduated um, from the Fashion Institute and became the director of public relations for Head Ski Wear. And they were a big company oh. back in the 80s, yeah. And um, I, my husband and I stayed in the city. I met him through the business. He was at Ski Magazine while okay. I was at Head Ski Wear. So it was... Are you a big skier? Uh, we still are... I mean, my husband just loves to be in the snow, and it's getting colder and colder. The you know, the more I go up the, to that mountain, yeah. you know, range, and I don't mind the cold, but I'm starting to ski a little bit smarter, not harder. Yeah. So I enjoy it now a little bit more than I used to. Yeah. You know, because I really pay attention to myself and be mindful. Yeah. Of, of how I feel when I'm skiing, but yeah, I love the outdoors. I love nature. Um, being in the city when I was that young and going to college here, that space and time for me was really pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back now, I see you, I see Jamie, my daughter, and a bunch of, you know, other people that I know that are just like in that space of living here in that urban, yeah. you know, atmosphere. Tell me more about that. Like, what were those years like for you? What are some of your best mm. New York memories? Love. Well, I mean, back then we were all about the clubs, you know, yeah. and I was in PR. And Where did um, you live in Manhattan? I lived down in Chelsea for a little bit, okay. and then I was on the Upper West Side for a bit. And actually, you know, it's funny you ask, because I moved every year. I was uh-huh. in a different place. And when I was down at school, that's when I was living in Chelsea. Yeah. And I loved it. I had such incredible friends, and we just... The whole being of... Um, 
like the fashion world, you know, back then was so different than what it is today. Mm-hmm. And it was just so Studio 54. And I was like, I was the 80s girl, you know. And yeah. and I used to go to Xenon and I used to dance on the, on the speakers and just like, you know, so it was cool. amazing. Yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff. And um, then as things started to progress, I graduated from college, living in the city and going to work and having this incredible job where I was able to travel and I was out in Aspen and Vail and dressing celebrities, yeah, for ski events. And, you know, those years were pretty incredible for me. Yeah. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. What's the, we talk a lot about New York on the podcast. What's, what was the hardest part of Mm. moving to New York and being in, in New York? Well, if I could go a little bit further back then, um, before I went to college, um, living in Rockland County, growing up in the suburbs, um, the, the dream was to be in New York. I wanted to go into the city and, and study here. A lot of my friends were going you know, out west and uh, to Michigan, Wisconsin, and Indiana, and I decided I'm going to go to FIT. And you know, So I moved into the city at a young age. Um, I graduated those four years I graduated and then unfortunately my mom um, suffered a severe hemorrhage Mm -hmm. and it was called an AVM and so uh, it was the kind of like the few months after I graduated that my brother had left for University of Michigan believe it or not right Katie mm-hmm. University of Michigan and um, I had just graduated is it just, how many siblings do you have just my brother like, he's okay. yeah my brother is uh, four years younger than me and uh, so he left for Michigan and I uh, graduated and about two weeks after um, my brother left for school my mom had this unfortunate um, trauma yeah. that occurred so mm-hmm. life changed big time yeah. in that moment. And um, Was she okay? She was, it's such a long story, but I'll, I'll briefly, yeah. I would love to just share it with you because I think it does have um, a significant, you know, um, yeah. energy. This is, yeah, this is what this podcast exactly. is. Exactly, like we out. let it out yeah. because if we don't, then we, you know, and, and yeah. for years I had been in a space of just accepting what had happened, but um, that's where I think my resiliency began, you know, mm. it started at that moment to build um, the inner strength. Um, but to really give you sort of like um, an idea of what happened, so uh, I moved home, uh, commuted into Manhattan. My mom was um, was left paralyzed on the right side at the age of 44. Oh my gosh. She was left with um, a head injury. Um, and she was also in a space of not really being able, um, because of the paralysis and the head injury, to really advocate for herself. So, mm-hmm. as her daughter, you know, yeah. I, you know, and she were your parents still together? My parents were still together, okay. and uh, my parents divorced a few years later. Um, but unrelated to my mother's um, paralysis and the head injury, she was diagnosed with breast cancer oh, a year after. God. So my story goes way back then, you know, and in those years, that was when, you know, as I was saying to you, like being in college and enjoying that life, it was great. And then this happened. So I, how old were you? I was 20, 
three. Yeah. I ended up moving home and um, I commuted into Manhattan. But my mother was um, was hospitalized for quite a while through all of her um, rehabilitation. And so I would commute back and forth um, to be with her and then to, to be at work. And she really wanted me to stay in the city, but I knew that I had to move home. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a transitional time for me and a learning space for me. I write about it a lot in my um, in my published articles that I'm feeling very confident with now, and even speaking about it now. You know, I know there's yeah. a reason why my message is getting out there, yeah. and to to really be mindful and and allow ourselves to go through that process yeah. of letting it out, yeah. Katie, because it's so important to allow yourself the space to really be heard and be seen um, and be supported. And I don't want to tell you, I mean, I've been so uh, grateful for all of the communities that have come to me and have asked me, you know, to speak about my story and to talk um, to the the TMI, traumatic, um, TBI, traumatic brain, Injury Association, yeah. and really start to use that energy force that is within me. Like when we say let it out, mm-hmm. I want to be able to serve others and help others yeah. get through in that way if they've had a loved one, yeah. family member, you know. So then what happened? Did she make a full recovery? She made, after her um, breast cancer, mm-hmm. um, she she never made a full recovery. She, the paralysis was, was there. Um, she was rehabilitated to a certain extent, and then after she um, had a mastectomy, radiation, chemotherapy for about a year and a half, she was in remission with the cancer. And I will tell you that from really the, that moment of when she had her AVM, which is an aneurysm, when she had the AVM and then the breast cancer the year later, it was really within three to four years of that time um, that I was back and forth and commuting into the city and taking care of her, that as a caregiver, you know, um, I, I felt as though that was a space where I was in that process. Now I look back and I think, what a, a blessing it was for me to be with her during that time. She survived for almost 10 years. And my mom um, had a a metastasis of the breast cancer, and she had passed away when she was 54. So, Had you met your husband at that point? I did, I did. Did she get to see you get married? Yes, Mm -hmm. she saw me get married, she saw Jamie and Jordan, both my children, um, be born, spent time with them, and the beautiful, Miracle of it all was that um, I believe she waited till Jordan was born, and then a year later she passed away. So the time that we had all together was really sort of um, it was it was tough. Yeah. But if I look back, I have to look at the lessons that I learned, and um, I know that I'm doing the work that I am doing in the world today because of the heart space that I have yeah it's just um that leads me into sort of I became a personal trainer yeah 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 so how well let's let's go back a bit so Mm -hmm. you were obviously really close with your mom what was your what was your childhood like what was growing up like in New York and were you close with your brother was your whole family close uh yeah as a matter of fact um I find that sometimes 
what we go through, as we always say, you know, sometimes we have to look at it, what we, what you go through grows you. Mm -hmm. And, um, my mom, she, we, we had a good childhood, but my mom wasn't really, I say, you know, there were there were moments that I, I think, after she had my brother, she suffered from postpartum depression mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and there's, you know, some stuff that I look back when I was really young, and I'm trying to process yeah. that even, thinking that had nothing to do with the aneurysm, you know. But as a mom, you know, this woman was just the most loving, caring mm-hmm. woman. And my brother and I were blessed to have parents that you know, loved us, yeah. um, but we all have stories, you oh, know, yeah. and when they come through and you start to process them, especially as a mom now, um, yeah. I start to realize, you know, yeah, as... there's trauma no matter what your childhood was like, that's something, do you know Lacey Phillips? I don't think I this know This person, her. I'm, I'm, she has this, she writes a lot about how deep, she's doing the podcast in a couple of weeks, but oh, she writes a lot about how our, and I know you know this too, like our beliefs become, you know, our, our life. It, yeah. it starts with our thoughts, but it's actually this programming that's our subconscious programming that we pick up since childhood. Exactly. And we don't even realize, like, it might just be like, yeah, my childhood's great. You know, mm-hmm. we don't even realize the intensity or just being born like coming out of your mom's vagina yes. is traumatic you know what I mean you know like, what I believe that now because yeah. I look back and I think about traumas in general and I've heard that before and it makes sense yeah yes yeah she has this course called reparent where it like mm. talks to you about like you know our parents maybe they're first of all it's not about blame it's about you know understanding and everyone's doing the best they can with what they have absolutely and we chose this however Mm. it doesn't mean it's easy and it doesn't mean it's traumatic but we chose this to learn the lessons we're meant to learn to do the work that we're supposed to do in the world and meet the people we're supposed to meet yeah blah 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 but it is you know this is why I go back this far because it impacts everything that yeah that we do so oh yeah yeah and it's so you know when you talk about it and we bring it up again you know that's when I go into that space of I know where I am like in the present moment today I know who I am and Mm -hmm. I've processed so much of it so it's easier for me to talk about now yeah but when you're going through something oh yeah right it's just so that's when what I love about you know your book and and your podcast is you find ways to let it out. You know, back then, I I was journaling. I was in therapy. I, I was with um, support groups with, you know, family members that had um, traumatic brain injury. And it really makes sense. So, wait, it's so funny that this little girl I is know. in the hall, right? It's so, because we're it's talking like about so being a child. Yeah. I know that the universe so works in Me beautiful too. ways, right? Yeah. But that's like we planted this. Totally. It's so funny. <laughs> and the giggling and everything, that's the joy of being a child, right? Yeah, it's sound and, effect. Mm, I planted. So, right. This is real, my friends. <laughs> Katie and I, this is completely... Can't make this stuff up. No. So we have to honor this little girl that's running up and down the, know. You know, the hall. But I also want to say that that's the way you know, I was as yeah. a child. And so... Processing all of this now and being able to speak about it, even with you now, it's it feels really good because yeah. I can honor where I was and I honor where I am. Yeah. What did you want to be? What kind of kid were you? What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, oh, gosh. That's a good question. What did I want to be? Well, 
I wanted to be like my mom because she came from the heart. Everything was just so much love. Was she, did she stay home with you guys? Did she, what yep. did she do? She stayed home uh, while my brother and I were little and my father had um, a salon, oh. a beauty salon, yes. Yeah. And did my he mom, do hair? He did hair. He's a hairstylist. Oh. Yeah, he's now retired and my mom uh, ran the business with him. Wow. So yeah, I mean, we were always in that you know, back then it was you get your nails done on the weekends, and you know now you have yeah. nail places, but everything was in one place. Oh. So you get your nails done, and you know you have your hair done. And my mom and dad ran the business for many, many years, oh. and um, you know my brother and I, being four years apart, mm-hmm. very close. I was always like the the mama type to my brother, mm-hmm. always nurturing, always being. I see my daughter being that way with my son as well. And How far apart are they? Uh, my children are three years apart. Okay. Yeah, Similar. yeah, and that connected bond, you yeah. know, that a lot of siblings, you know, they 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 grow into that. I just think that there's always been a, a beautiful connection and a bond between yeah. my brother and I, um, and I see it with my my own children. Yeah, yeah. So you're growing up in in New Jersey. You go away to school. This traumatic thing happens with your mom and with your parents, and you're commuting. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're dating your husband when this so begins? I met well I'll tell yeah, you how did you so, guys meet oh it's a great question Katie because uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about that after being married for 25 years now right yeah, yeah thanks is that gold it, it, it I think is silver? it gold or silver I think it's I silver. silver it's 25 silver okay. yeah <laughs> um Jeff and I met while I was working at head sportswear and he was the um sales director at ski magazine and he would bring his clients up to my showroom and we would chat and this and that and I was very preoccupied with going back and forth you know home I was really those years were were stressful for me you know with the commute and and so he met you in the midst of that he did he did and I had dated a bit you know prior to that but there was um there was a time at that point actually when I moved back into the city and it made it easier for me to at one point my mom had said to me you gotta go you gotta go back into the city I want you to do that that was at the time when my parents had had separated and then divorced was that hard for you it was real hard yeah yeah and we had found a really great place for my mom Mm -hmm. and um a facility that could take care of her and also where she could be with people of her own age you know that that um that needed care yeah. And so, yeah, at that point, um, I moved back into the city. Jeff and I started dating, and that's when I think I gave myself the opportunity to open my heart to receive. Yeah. You know, because it had been closed for so long. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff and I started dating, and I think that that was the moment that... Um, it's so funny. I say that like the angel came down to save me, Yeah. but I think it went both ways. I was there yeah. to save him in his own way. Where is he from? So he's from Teaneck, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so was how was that on your relationship? You going through what you were going through? Was he under? Did he understand right off the bat? Was that he was he was very supportive. Mm-hmm. He really was. He was. Um, it was really everything was at my own pace. You know, I wouldn't um, necessarily say that. You know, I brought him into my family. I wanted him to meet everybody. It was really about he and I, mm-hmm. and I think that was the first time that I actually was able to detach. From the fact that I was the caregiver to my mom, and that I it's was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, 
and and at such a young age, yeah. you know. My brother had gone back to school. He went back to University of Michigan. He finished up um, his that was his freshman year. So mm-hmm. he had finished up, and then I think it was three years later, you know, that that we had put my mom into this facility, and um, we knew she was taken care of, and Mitchell could go back to school, and you know, and finish up. So that's when I moved back into the city, and and. Um, it was good for my relation. My relationship was good for mm-hmm. me, and um, Jeff was really just a, a super nurturer. Yeah, you know. Did you know that he was the one you wanted to be with? Did you know this was your person? When did you um, know that? It's funny. I, I, I found him very attractive, but I thought <laughs> that he was married. <laughs> And I thought to myself, oh, this guy is totally, you know, he's done, he's taken, and blah, blah, blah. And I was young. He's six years older than me. Okay. So, yeah, when he came to the showroom, I was like, you know, he's really cute, but I'm sure he's married. And I was actually dating someone who I was kind of like, you know, into, but not really. And and (laughs) things weren't really working out. And and I was, I would talk about the boyfriend with him, you know, and Uh it would just be like, oh, the boyfriend... Meanwhile, he had no girlfriend, and I was really not into, you know, that boyfriend. And so, yeah, to to come full circle, um, I kind of knew that he was the type of guy that I deserve. Yeah. And that I should allow myself the opportunity not to bring in my family situation and yeah. just be me. That's great. And that was really the first moment that I could detach yeah. from, you know, my story. Yeah. And just be present with who I was. That's great. Yeah, big turning point for me. I think that's important. I think the whole, I don't know, especially dating and early dating, like the whole family situation, it it can cloud things and take away from you just like being with each other. Yeah. Which is, you know, you'll figure that stuff out later or you won't. Right. Or, but like it, it doesn't matter and maybe they won't be part of your life every day where like the every day is just you and that person. Yes. And to know that that's the relationship is between those two people, exactly, and the family, you know, dynamics sort of have that that ripple effect. You know, if if you can feel the vibe with 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 the partner, and then you you have that foundation, you know, that's when I felt comfortable enough to say, well, I'm going to introduce you to my parents now, yeah. and he was going to introduce me to his parents, and that was also. Um, a comfort level for me yeah. that I could do that, take care of me first. Back then I didn't realize it, but I know that that was yeah. a gift I gave myself. Yeah. yeah. So somewhere in there, you end up getting married and then switching careers and then moving out of the city together. So bring us up to when you yeah. started to get into personal training and how did this all happen? Well, that was my... That was my moment. When my mom had gotten sick, I started to realize that um, being in the fashion world, which I loved, I loved the excitement, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think about it now and I kind of look at the path that I've been on and I feel like up to this present moment now, which we could talk about a little later, but stripping layers, stripping layers, you know, taking a layer yeah. off, taking this space off and so fashion was that first space you know graduate of FIT working in the the fashion world PR having fun exciting um it was all about dressing you know Mm -hmm. the the celebrities for a ski event and then when my mom got sick it was like okay we're gonna strip a layer now we have to get healthy 
Mm. Forget about how we look. How do we feel? We have to be healthy. So I always loved to work out. I was always into um, just you know taking classes and exercising while I was in college. But I had a trainer that was just so inspiring, and all she kept saying was, you know, you you need you need to think about perhaps being you know a personal trainer. I was like, really? Out of nowhere, my sister-in-law. Jill, you're so good with people. You're so, you know, you really should think about being a personal trainer. You know, I was like, all right, well, well, you know. I was yeah. like, yeah. And then, and then the 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 last bit was, I um. I started to work out, and I started to actually feel like all I was doing was talking about food, right? Mm-hmm. Nutrition, how to stay healthy, 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 because we have to stay healthy. So you see where my background is in my mind. We were talking about thoughts. Stay healthy, Jill. Stay healthy, Jill. If you stay healthy, then you won't get yeah, sick. Yeah, so it was really coming from fear. Right. But the fear was driving me to yeah. a beautiful place that I listened to my... I feel like it, at that point, you know, back then I didn't really understand what intuition was, but my intuition was go and help people. Go and yeah. serve people and educate yourself along the way. Yeah. So I got certified as a personal trainer, and I had two small children because at that point Jeff and I were married. Did you move out of the city? We did. We moved out of the city. We moved to... Um, Edgewater, New Jersey. It was a great little commute for us. Um, we loved our, our little townhouse that we had together. We got married. We had kids when we moved out further um, to Livingston, New Jersey, and that was a few years later. But this is when I started to shift my career when I had the kids because I started to understand that I love to work, mm-hmm. right? And I still was visiting my mom. I was managing all of it. Yeah. And I was kind of managing it in a swift way. It was really kind of working. The universe was working with me way. I mean, the the last 25 years of my life, I I knock on wood and I just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for Jeff, my children, for my mom's journey, you know, for my parents' divorce. I, I... I look back and I say, thank you for allowing me to go to that next level and strip a layer and teach myself about nutrition, teach myself about what nourishment means, mm-hmm. and to learn to work out smarter, not harder, and teach that. That's when I started with, um, I got certified, I started to train women, and I organically went into the space of pre-postnatal. Mm-hmm. So I was a pre-postnatal specialist, and I would train people in their homes. Cool. And those young moms just loved when, you know, my kids were in school, I would go and I would train them and their kids would be there, you know, their babies, and they would get a a really solid workout. A lot of women were suffering from postpartum, you know, they couldn't get to the gym and my body balance was born at that point, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's when I sort of found another piece of me unraveling the layers, you know, I went a little bit more, that was my first step inward. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it sounds like you really loved that time and you got a lot from that. What, how did you get into mindfulness and meditation and Gabby's work and when, was that somewhat recently? When, what, how did that all come into your life? Well, when I met you, my friend, it was that summer Mm -hmm. that I made a conscious commitment that as a personal trainer, I was going to, I was working. I was taking care of the kids. Then my kids were, you know, in that space of getting older. This was 2014, so this is now... 
four years four ago. Years ago. Oh my god! Exactly. That's when my business started Seems to shift. Like it was yesterday, right? Isn't it wild? Yeah, four years. I ago. know. And I think about um, the whole that that summer was yeah. really a big shift for me. I can't remember. My daughter must have left for college. It was like a year before Michigan that. State. Yes, remember? Yeah. And we had that lovely conversation mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And um, yeah, she left for college. And I went through my own little separation. Oh, right. Was that hard for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still had Jordan home, but it was like, oh, my girl. Because I'm very close with Jamie. We have such a beautiful relationship and a mother-daughter bond that I really, really, um, like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I just can't even, because when my mom had gotten sick. Empty nester. Yeah. I just, yeah, and that empty nester feeling, you know, like, I just, I was so close with her and she was so close with me. But... It really was. She was far away. She was. Wasn't far. like a drive. Well, thankfully, I want to say that. I mean, it was. It was all meant to happen. But she stayed at Michigan State for a year, and then she transferred to Binghamton University, and she was um, back east, and that was great. And we, um, yeah, we we started to. You know, she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. But it's really in those years, though, that I think that myself awareness began to blossom Mm. and not only was it that I was taking care of my clients my family my children you know and running my business but I think that that was the moment where I said okay it's time for me Mm -hmm. I have to start to go inward and everybody asks how did you meet Gabby and I thought to myself you know at first I really couldn't remember and then it hit me I saw her on Oprah Oh, I saw her on Oprah. Yes, with yeah. Marie Forleo. And um, I just, Amassed and Kip, that was mm-hmm. years and years ago. And I said, I've got to find this lady because she's got some light that I need and I want her in my heart and soul. And I <laughs> felt it. And I was just fortunate enough to have yeah. found her at the time yeah. when I needed to nourish myself. Yeah. And. Um, I started taking uh, classes. We had a, there was a weekend workshop that she was doing down at Golden Bridge, mm-hmm. and I had never been there. I knew nothing about Kundalini, and I knew nothing about really about Gabrielle Bernstein. And I ended up going and taking this workshop and connecting with. There's that little girl again. Right? So cute. Um, connecting with an energy that was much greater than my mind, you know, my yeah. intellect, and. Again, oh my God, Katie, it was so wild. It was like another layer, another layer. And so I was stripping a layer, but what really was happening was that I was diving back in Mm -hmm. to the source of who I was because the caretaker, the caregiver, the nurturer, the mama that I was had become the identity. Yeah. You know, and I loved holding on to that identity. Mm -hmm. I can honor that now. It was good for me. But there was a moment where I had to become my own caregiver. Yeah, you had to strip the layer and figure out who you were. And yeah, we make these identities. I, I did. I've done the same thing. You know, I haven't lived as many years, but I feel like in your twenties, especially, you're changing so quickly. Oh yeah. Um, and I've had to take away things that have been my identity, like being, you know, the person who's really into wellness or the person who's. You know, for you, the mom, the fashion, the, you know, trainer, the wellness person, Mm. and the wife, whatever it is, and they're just masks that you're wearing. Mm. And when you can strip them all off, then you're only left with yourself, and that puts the mirror up in your face, and that's scary. Yeah. And you've transitioned 
to this new phase of life, it's really inspiring. Yeah, thanks. It feels good now, yeah. you know, in the process when you're doing it, there's that guilt. Oh, Uncom- my God. And it's uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. Totally. I couldn't imagine, you know, that's where, I mean, when, I, when we talk about mindfulness, I, I brought in the principles that were lacking in my own self, you know, the practice. Where was I in the moment of um, when Jamie left for school and Jordan was getting ready to go to college and, you know, my husband's career was changing and, you know, my career was shifting. You know, I had ran a beautiful business for 15 years and and continue now, but in a different, it's a transitional space that I went from that to that. So I incorporated all the tools and I started that Gabby taught us, you know, and I started to really dive a little deeper into my own um, mindful path. You know, we call mm-hmm. it a spiritual journey, but I really look at it. I connected with source, you know, the source energy that was in me that wanted so desperately to take my business to another level. Um, but what did that mean? You know, and my clients I had retained for eight years, nine years. I was with some clients that, you know, went from training them twice a week to all of a sudden being their meditation teacher mm-hmm. and currently still. Yeah. Really so cool. I, I had to first sit in that space and go on retreats and really honor my own sacred time with myself yeah. and be surrounded by like-minded women and, you know, meet people like you and, and people in our community that really do make a conscious effort to nurture themselves in a way but we all remind each other constantly yeah. to do that. I mean, you've introduced me to beautiful people. I've introduced mm-hmm. you to beautiful people. And it's, it's sort of like, um, it has a ripple effect. You know, energy yeah. attracts energy. Yeah. So when you decided to make the transition to, you know, these, you found Gabby, you're meditating, you're doing yoga. You, I know you're close with Elena Brower Very, yeah. and you, you know, got you were very into yoga Mm -hmm. and you're shifting you know what you're focused on yourself when did you decide you wanted to shift your business and and what was that like and you know what are you doing now with it yeah oh that was such a it was a miracle it really was and the magic just um it happened I use those two words a lot because I believe in it now I see that when I let go I let go and I allowed myself to just be guided into a space where my teachers could nurture me and those were the moments where I could really do my own personal inner work and then it had a absolute ripple effect this is where the magic happened that I organically and naturally just became my truest self Mm. in anything I was doing with my business and I allowed Elena to come into my heart space when I was at ABC carpet for god two years straight just every Saturday I made a commitment with conviction and she was my teacher and I was her student, and I would really lay on the mat in the end and allow her to take me. She was my; she would guide me inward, and um, that has grown into just a beautiful organic space where we work together with essential oils now, mm-hmm. and and our tribe of women that we, you know, we are educating as a team. And it's the same thing with Gabby. I coach for Gabby on a you know a whole other level. Um, meaning that I'm one of her spirit junkie coaches. And um, it's it's the integration of knowing that I have a support system mm-hmm. um, and that I support. So, you know, it, it does definitely have a natural organic space where it happens that my meditation just takes me to where I need to go. 
and I let go, you know. And the yeah. more I let it out, as we say on your podcast, the more I'm able to receive. Yeah. Because then I'm open, you know. Yeah. How about the people in your immediate life, like your husband and your family and your friends close to you? When you were making this shift, what was that? What was that like for them? Was it hard to articulate some of these things that were super new to you? Mm. And how did how was that? Yeah, that, oh boy, that was like, <laughs> like, mom, enough already, you know? And Jeff would be kind of like, I get it, I get it. I mean, he's, he, is, he loves Gabby, you know, he goes to almost all of her speaking engagements in New York, and so does my daughter, and, you know, that whole energy, it's that source, it's that being open to receive, um, it's the spiritual practice, yeah. you know? You didn't push it. No, and she would say constantly, you know, remember, I mean, even when we were away that summer, it's like, zip up, everybody, don't go home yeah. and start sharing it. Because take off your whites, exactly. take off your turban, and shut up. Right, I exactly. <laughs> and you know, I listened, I listened yeah. to her, and I, I sort of, um, I used Instagram mm-hmm. for, I've used that now for about two, three years as my platform, as my expression. I've used that. Was your, your name starting out was... Trainer Chick. Trainer Chick. <laughs> yeah. And Jenny Sinsu, she would say, oh my God, there's Trainer Chick. And I'd be like, oh, but I want to introduce you as my real name. And that yeah. was when it like hit me, you know, and I'd be like with all my spirit junkie friends and they all knew me as Trainer Chick. I remember you coming, no, we were, I think we actually did meet in New York before Capella because I remember you coming up to me, we were at Organic Avenue and I was with Steph and you came up to me and you're like... I'm, it's trainer chick, oh, and I, yes. I didn't know you were, but when you said that, I was like, oh my god, yeah, yes. I know you from Instagram. That's right. I remember us taking a photo. Yes. Like, I can see it. Oh my yeah. god. That was my, you know, that was my identity, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and now in those moments, that was, trainer chick was how I started to expand yeah. the business. That was my, uh... I relate to that too, just the changing name, because at that time, I was Wellness Wonderland. That's right. And I had, you know, that had become an identity, and... That was something that I loved. I loved that term. It, you know, served me for a yes. while. And then, you know, now this one works. But, yeah, we get we get tied to these kind of labels. And then, you know, we want to untie ourselves. And that's hard, too. And mm. it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's the evolution, don't you think? Yeah. I think that's the most important thing is when we can actually just witness it without judgment and say in that moment that that's who I, who I was in that moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, you know, but that... That layer that you strip off is really who you are, but you were Wellness Wonderland yeah. then. Yeah. And you are the Let It Out podcast now, you know? Yeah. And But there's an essence of who you are throughout. throughout. Yeah. And it's that evolution. And, and allowing ourselves to change helps us to remember to have compassion to allow other people to change, oh, you know? good one, Katie. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See, a teachable moment. And the teacher, it's always to teach us to learn. I think when the student is ready, the teacher appears and vice versa. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's I don't cute. even remember what I said. You but, see, uh, we don't. Sometimes, <laughs> and somebody says, can you repeat it? And I'm like, mm, I really can't because we just, we flow. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, this is great. I want to ask you the, the things I ask everyone, but... Going back to, you know, talking about your community and your, your mm-hmm. life, being a mother is a big identity for you. Yeah. And something that, like, I picked up the first time I saw you that day, you have this really nurturing energy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely 
part of your identity. Like, I walked in today, and you were like, do you need water? Do you need tea? Like, you're just, you. like, I felt like I was with my mom, you know? I'm running around, and I just feel nurtured and taken care of, and you have that energy, and it's just, like, so lovely and wonderful. Did you always know that you wanted to have kids and be a mother? Yeah, I did. I think that I'm, I think you're motherly to your brother, but yes. did you you knew that like I, from a young age? Yeah, I think from from the moment I was a little girl, it was all about playing house. It was all about the little babies and the dolls and just being that um, that nurturing mother. Yeah. yeah, like I I absolutely get so much out of. And not in a codependent way, and I've witnessed myself in those ways. Trust mm-hmm. me, that's been work for me, you know, to see where where am I taking care of others without taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the adjustment in that moment to really witness who I am and know, really honor who I am in that moment, I love to give that nurturing. It makes yeah. me happy, and it feels organic it feels just it's it's who I am and I thank you for you know expressing that to me yeah it just feels good and I feel that that again when I speak about even exchange you know as a daughter to a mother I was giving that love to my mom right Mm. and my mom was giving the love that she could give to me yeah so when I I could just I've been in such a, a great space with um, the clients that I work with um, where I don't have to be the quote-unquote mother, right? I'm not mothering yeah. them, but I'm I'm holding the space for them to just be whatever they want to be. Yeah. So there's that moment where it just, you know, I, I hold the space, and that's just the natural, like, what can I do for you? Yeah. How can I support you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you the the questions I ask everyone. We'll do these quick fire. Yeah. So just kind of say the first thing that comes to your mind, but you know, let it. We'll let it unfold. But first, I don't usually ask this, but I want to for you. What is your greatest lesson on motherhood, or what would you tell you know a young mother, or mm-hmm. even a, a mother of someone with their kids about to go to college? What is your greatest lesson on motherhood? I want to say, okay, so. Say as many as you want. Be present, and when I when you when I say be present, and I've I've talked to Michaela, Ezra about this. Mm-hmm. Be present. Look past in, podcast guest. Yeah, <laughs> and another divine angel in the world. Um, look in your child's eyes, and be present as though that is the gift that you're receiving in that moment, because your child's eyes. That's a connection that you just can't, I mean, I can't even describe it. It's just mm-hmm. love. And in that moment, everything shifts. So that is a present. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. You know, when you're in a stressful moment with your child and you just want to hold her and you, or him and you just want to nur- nurture them, you know, they're crying, they're, they're not feeling well. Or maybe you, the mama, is not, you know, she's stressed in that moment. The, she's just, the baby is just, she won't stop crying, whatever. Just stop for a moment, take a deep breath, be very present, look in her eyes or his eyes. And just breathe, breathe, because the present is that gift. Yeah. So it's being in the now, right? Because every moment it changes. So the new moms that I work with, um, it's the first and foremost that I would recommend. Look in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. We often talk about body image on this podcast. 
what has your greatest lesson on that been? I usually frame this question as, you know, you're having a bad body image moment. You know, maybe you're fine in the morning, but something someone says or a weird look or you look in the mirror or something and you're out. You're like totally feeling bad about yourself. How do you shift out of that so it doesn't become a bad body image day or week? How do you shift out of that? Okay. This is amazing because I've been um, working with some clients on that specific question. Jill, can you tell me what, you know, give me some practical tools. And um, I'm going to use the mirror, <laughs> like the real mirror. God bless Louise Hay as she, you know, mm, enters into yes. this room with us, right? Yes, we the love her. mirroring, right? She just, she brought it to the surface so yeah. many years ago that I would tell you each and every time, the way I said look in the eyes of the child, Mm -hmm. look at your own eyes, just stare. It is, oh my God, it's the most challenging, but I'm gonna tell you with anything else, it's like you catch yourself, you bring yourself back again, look at yourself. Don't look at your body, don't look at your hair, don't look at what you're wearing, just look in your eyes in that moment and just say, these are the the words that I, I use when I'm coaching my clients, I love you. And then you say this right back, and I know you love me. So it's like you're affirming. You say, I love you in the mirror. And then in the mirror you you say, and I know you love me. Mm. So you're speaking to yourself in that space. That can get you to a place where you're having a conversation of love. There's no judgment. Let yourself have a bad day. Let yourself have a bad moment. Let your hair be out of whack, you know? I mean, when we go back into the whole fitness and personal training, it was like everybody wanted to have their body a certain way. We have to eat a certain way. And I think now um, it's the nourishment that you want to give yourself and to validate that it's okay to not have a great moment and go right back into that mirror and use that mirror to your advantage. Body image-wise, was it hard to be in that space? How did you navigate that and... I all I was very um, diligent about my food. I was diligent about my exercise. When I use the word diligent, it was part of like my structure, like controlling. Yeah, yeah, in like a negative way. Yeah, it was positive for me back then, Katie. I will say it was absolutely positive for me back then because it was all about. It was always been about balance. Mind body balance has always been about balance. Um, so I would eat really healthy. I wouldn't. I never went into that space of, um, you know, restricting. Restricting. No. I, That's great. Yeah, I I knew that. But the one thing that I have to say is, if I missed a day working out and I was busy with clients all day and I didn't have a chance to work out, I would feel like I I got to get to the gym. I got to get to the gym. So body image came with that. Like you know, back then I'm a personal trainer. I got. An image pressure, yeah, and yeah. I speak about that a lot with um, with my community of personal trainers that you know have been in my business for the last fifteen years, you know, in the industry, and we talk about it. You know that back yeah. then it was just like, oh my god, the working out, the eating, yeah. and it's a lot structure, and it Control. can take away from being present and living mm-hmm. your life and being able to, you know, we have so few sensory pleasures in this world mm-hmm. to deny ourselves mm-hmm. some for. You know, those those extra five pounds are, you know, your wedding cake or a trip to Paris and you don't want to be sitting on your hands and missing these moments. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That makes such 
beautiful sense when you can speak it and have those conversations. The sensory, like the feeling. How does it feel to eat something that tastes so good, you know? And to allow yourself an opportunity to be in that present moment with a wedding cake. And I've had these conversations with some of my clients around food and nourishment and yeah, yeah, and the body image just, you know, that that's like, again, that's the underlayer. Like, yeah. You know, the judgment of oneself. Well, speaking of women, we, we often talk about feminism and the time that we're in right now with women and everything that's happening. How, as someone who has had their own business and just being a woman in the world, how do you look at yourself as a feminist, as a person who you know, as a mother and doing a million things, how do you act your own feminism in your life? Well, I embrace my divine feminine now in a way that I never thought um, I could, right? Because it was more about the intellect and I think my divine intelligence over my ego mind, you know, where I go deep inside my soul and my heart and I just sit there. Um, the divine feminine in me allows myself the grace and the ease of having this clarity beneath any of the doubt now, you know? And again, it's a practice. So I, I say this with grace and ease, but I do know that when I have moments where I need to go back in and find that feminine and really be that, that, um, I say that figure, you know, that for women to understand that they, have time now if they choose to speak, to let go, to, um, to feel supported and to find that divine feminine that maybe was just sort of hanging out in the, you know, in the darker space of the heart. And I, I, I stand for women in a huge way because there's, um, as you know, I mean, with what's going on in the world today, there's a lot of women that hold on so tightly to the control and, you know, the structure and everything else so that they don't have to really deal with what's going on underneath. Mm -hmm. But the way the world is today, using your voice and being heard and being seen and being supported is, um, it's like medicine. Yeah. You know, so... I absolutely encourage women to live their most authentic life from the inside out. And that's what I do with my work. Yeah. You know, to encourage women to really be true and honor their own path and to sit with themselves. That's where my mindfulness and meditation come in so beautifully, you know, in a session where they could sit with themselves and the oils that I use allow women that say, oh, I can't stop. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, you know what? I totally hear you, and I have to honor that because it is very hard to sit still. But the type of meditation and mindful practice that I do, it's not as though we're sitting still and saying om for 30 minutes. You're actually breathing in flowers and trees and plants and stems, and you're visualizing when you're in that meditation. And that's what brings you to you know that present space. Cool. Yeah, where I believe a woman yes can connect with her source. That's so good. As you know, I wrote this book about journaling and writing is a big way for me to deal with stress and be present. How do you deal with stress? How do you help your 
clients deal with stress? Has journaling ever been something that you mentioned earlier that you did it when you were younger? Yeah. What? How do you deal with stress? Um, okay, so I have a really beautiful sacred practice that I do every morning. Um, I do share a lot of it on my Instagram story, and it really does help me to um, sort of ground yeah. myself. Tell us your day. morning routine because that's yeah, something else. I, I ask. love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, see how I get so excited because I it know, really is like oh my god, it's so good. So I have um, a gratitude journal, mm-hmm. and I write down five um, areas of gratitude um, that were coming up for me, um, whether it was the day before or something that's occurring that day. I'm so grateful for um, my daughter's home. You know, I'm grateful that I woke up this morning and that I'm breathing. Yeah, simple as that. You know, yeah. people say, "Well, what do I write?" It just comes through. So yeah. yeah, I'm grateful for yesterday. I'm grateful for this moment. Mm -hmm. So my gratitude journal, um, like you have all those journals, remember? And I used to see it. it You inspired me with so much with your writing. Um, I've got journals, gratitude journals for years. Cool. Yeah. So my gratitude journal, when I wake up, I pick three cards from uh, Elena Brower's Art of Attention deck and three cards from Gabby's uh, Miracles Now deck. I've been doing that with both decks for a while. So I've got my six cards. I brought the moon deck into place about a year ago. A dear friend of mine um, who I do yoga with at ABC, she uh, helped create this beautiful deck. It's the moon deck. So I started to pick one card from there. And um, I will sit with my cards and just look at them. And then I'll meditate. Meditating for me in that morning ritual is I have my coffee with me. <laughs> is this you still do TM? Because I know we talked yes. about TM. I you know there are moments, Katie, where I'm glad you brought it up because I go back to my mantra mm-hmm. and I may use it here and there, but I have not used my mantra in a good six months. It's a little over six months now. Yeah. Um, and that's because my husband and I just moved out of our home and we, we, we were just really busy packing up and everything. Yeah. So my mantra actually just, I put it off to the side and again, there's no judgment on my own self, right? Because I would have been like, oh, I should have been doing my TM, but yeah. I replaced it, right? It evolved cool. into, you know, my, my simple meditation in the morning, which is just being present with my cards and then just honoring them and the message that maybe came through with them, courage, yeah. um, clarity beneath the doubt, you know, anything like that. And just sit with it, close my eyes, and just be so present with my breath. That's great. And an oil. Yeah. That's actually really helpful for me to hear because I, after Gabby talked about TM, I had Bob on the podcast. Yes. He gifted me TM. And I, and I did it, and I did it for... You know, never missing, maybe like once or twice, never missing those two sessions for like a year and a half. Yeah. And then maybe more than that. And then I I met my boyfriend and I would be like out and I'd forget or I would like, and I just started to get, you know, a bit more forgiving, but I'd always get in at least the one a day. And then when I moved to New York, the second one a day just was like gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're, right. New York is a place where you're just, you're out for the day when you leave, you know, like I'm out with a backpack and I'm here and I'm there and I'm there. Mm. And that, you can't meditate on, sometimes you can on the subway, really, when you're, there's a million people and you're standing and you're, you know, going to miss your stop. Like it just, I was really hard on myself. Like, mm-hmm. well, then I'm not a meditator anymore and I'm not a, and now in the last few months, I'm just like, 
oh, it's fine. I do these other things, and yeah. I, I try to shut my eyes and be present with myself for at least 20 minutes a day mm-hmm. at some point in the day, and mm-hmm. that's enough. Like, that's fine. Yes. Like, I, you know, and maybe I'll, it's there if I want to go back to it. It makes sense sometimes, and some days I do get the two in, but other days... Every single Wednesday, I go to the Rubin Museum. Mm, beautiful. And I meditate there. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, and there's yeah. some... Me too. We should, we should yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. Great yeah. cafe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they have this, like, free meditation there. Well, it's not free, but anyway. Yeah. I go with my friend, past podcast guest, Angie, and, like, I have these little anchors, but they've evolved, and I think that I loved what you said, that, like, you went through a move, and it evolved, and I think we need to let ourselves evolve more than we do. Oh, yes. That's the that's the breath right there, right? Yeah. That pause. Oh, my God. It's so hard to do, but I think once you do it, you remember that all it is is just yeah. a moment to yeah. let go. Yeah. And then you can get busy again, but you're you're rejuvenated in a way mm-hmm. that you don't realize till after it's done. Yeah. And making it a priority, like that non-negotiable, you know, that we say as it evolves. Like letting it evolve is the non-negotiable, right? Totally. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's self-love. It's totally. self-compassion. It's being okay as a person. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about your morning a little bit. What about your evening routines? What are maybe the last few things you do before bed? How do you shut down at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. relax well I gotta be honest I was Elena was talking about this with Laura McCowan um, on a program that they're doing and it was all about addiction and I gotta be honest I think I was addicted to my Instagram and I um, went through a little withdrawal and I'm recovering myself and uh, (laughs) I don't have to be addicted to a substance you could be addicted to technology and um, as much as I love to scroll through and just see what my friends are doing see what our community is doing and just be really present with all the people that I don't get to be with you know one on one this way um, I was finding that my evening rituals were like it would calm me down it would relax I would settle in and then I got to a point where I'm like you know what I I I just have to stop as great as it was it was it was good but I needed something more again nourishing yeah so evolving you know so now I have like a time where I can look and finish my work close my computer and set a boundary healthy boundary and um my choice now in all honesty, is to get on my new, big, comfy, L-shaped sofa in front of our TV in our new space where Jeff and I are, yeah, and just like indulge in that present moment where I could put the TV on and just be. Sounds great. Isn't that, and people usually say like, oh no, you got to turn the TV off, whatever, I had to turn the Instagram off. Yeah. (laughs) Just for those moments. It's the the double screening, you know, like Mm -hmm. then you're not present with your TV because you're kind of on your phone yes. you're kind of texting and you're, it's like just that's why going to a movie that's why people go to a movie you know totally and my yeah. daughter she is one to pull me like when I'm in the city with her or she's home she'll be the first we're like little twinsies in the sense that it could go to a movie like every night we love yeah. movies and she really does pull me in that direction like, have you guys seen Lady Bird yet no I think you she saw it see it it's so good and it's Really a love story of a mother and daughter. Like, it's so good. I think she saw it and she said she wants to see it again with me. Yeah, okay. it's so good. Oh, thanks You'll for love that. that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so good. Okay, so these ones are, are quicker, so just kind of, I'll, they get yeah harder as I go, so I'll warm you up mm-hmm. with it. Favorite color? Pink. Favorite day of the week? Monday. Hour of the day? 6.30 a.m. 
Greatest lesson on relationships. Being married for 25 years. This is so easy. Oh God, be present with the with that moment. Mm-hmm. Just that moment that you're in. Be present with it. Don't go back. Don't look too far ahead. Just yeah, just be so present. It's gonna change all the time. In beautiful ways, in rocky ways, and magical ways. So just yeah. Slowly be present. Greatest lesson in family. Ah, Katie, forgiveness. Beautiful, beautiful forgiveness. And love. Forgive and love. Mm. Greatest lesson on spirituality. God, what do you think happens when we die? All mm. that. I believe now because I've connected to it. It's, it's not even a question for me. Only me. It's my sacred space. I've connected with spirit in many, many ways. I've had beautiful signs given to me when I needed them the most. I've connected with my mom in some magical ways. Um, I have some other family members that have passed and I just feel very connected. Um, I have a client who is very young and she passed away Mm -hmm. and um, she's with me quite a bit, you know, guiding me. And I tap into that, you know, through my meditation and just when I least expect, I get a sign showing me. I'm like, oh, oh, you're gonna laugh. her name is Kate. <laughs> and we called her Katie. Oh my so God, sweet. that just came through in this moment. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So she's she's a great um, guiding force for mm. me and a tremendous amount of love. And yeah. What do you think happens when we die? I think our physical bodies are, um, are done. I think they've paid their dues and they've done their thing mm-hmm. and they've um, given us a beautiful vessel, right, to hold us in. And we have to honor that. Um, hard on the journey, but we have to honor that. And when we pass, our soul, energetic force, um, just lifts. It's like a, a levitation. It will just go out into the air and the universe and wherever it goes. Um, I don't necessarily know, like know for any kind of fact or being that if I believe, quote-unquote, in the afterlife and when we get really spiritually deep and then we go into these fear-based beliefs and then, you know, that those are a whole other podcast. Um, but it's, it's that moment of grace that I feel connected to source and that that truly, maybe not the physical being that I can touch, but I can absolutely sit with the spirit. Yeah. And feel a sense of comfort. Cool. Yeah. What's the best thing you've eaten in the last week? Oh, I had a really amazing bowl of pasta last night at this Mm. great little tiny Italian restaurant with my husband and this other couple, and we had some really nice Pinot Noir, and I like eating pasta and like having like, especially with the weather the way it is, to like really feel indulgent in my food, but I don't think about my food the way I used to. And I love the fact that I can be in it. So my favorite meal was last night. So delicious. So good. What is your favorite part of your life right now? What are you most excited about? I can say this without guilt. Oh my God, the guilt, you know? (laughs) My work. Serving, I could cry and get emotional over Mm -hmm. it. My children know how much I love what I do. 
and they're adults now, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I have to take care of babies. They're they're grown adults. It's that, yeah. that beautiful relationship that I have with my children, you know, that yeah. are adults. My work is my muse right now. And putting my energy out into the universe and allowing you know that to guide me. I know there are big, big things for me at this fifty-two year mark with my work, and I'm experiencing miracle after miracle because I feel open to mm. receive it. Yeah. So great. Okay, so the name of this podcast, as you know, is Let It Out. So mm-hmm. when I offer that to you, what else do you want to let out? What did you wish that I would have asked? Anything else that you want to share? Mm. Did I bring you dry for all of your wisdom? I, I love the fact, and I will say this um, because I think it's really important for your listeners to hear. My story from those first 25 years of my life, those are those deep-rooted wounds mm-hmm. that we talk about, you know, and the, the wound is where the light enters. And as I get a chill even speaking about it, I honor you, sister, for bringing it up. I didn't know we were yeah, going to talk about it. I didn't know it. that that happened to you. Yeah, see, that story is, you know, I have some people that I, I speak about it with, you know, in depth. Um, Barb from Peaceful Mind, Peaceful mm-hmm. Life, and Michelle Maros, um, they're two mother and daughter, you know. Yeah, um, they're great. And it was really one year that we were at Kripalu that I really just let it all out mm-hmm. with them. And it was a magical moment that they held a space for me, and they do such beautiful work in the world. and. I feel honored that I can have that mom-daughter, you know, and they know Jamie and I, and it's just yeah. that space of us knowing that we, we can all heal if we give ourselves the the moments when they're ready. Yeah. And the universe has a way of just showing you where, you know, where you can feel a sense of ease talking about it. Yeah. And not have to just... Start. I like for me. I didn't want to publish it all yet. I've done a few, you know, writings on it, and I think that it's coming to a place where I'm going to be sharing more. Yeah. Um. um traumatic brain injury is is a yeah. very complex, you know, space to be in the brain, as we all yeah. know, right? How much have we yeah. researched that one? Um. Yeah. So I um I honor you for bringing that mm, to good. the podcast and for I'm me proud to share. Of you for sharing it it's interesting my mom my mom lost her mom so my grandma died a couple of years ago I think I remember when you yeah I think away. it's funny too because I remember telling Gabby like I don't think I'm going to be able to go to spirit junkie master yes, class because my grandma's gonna die and yeah. she ended up dying a couple of months later mm-hmm. but my mom you know like just watching her go through that mm-hmm. and see it's different losing a grandparent yeah. you're you're removed from it even though you know my grandma's great but to me I was just like she's really old she's really sick she Mm -hmm. lived a great life but to my mom it was a totally different experience and you know I haven't lost a parent so I don't know what that's like but I think it's you know so many people who listen to this podcast have gone through that or will go through it we all will go through that I guess hopefully unless we go first Uh, anyway so I think it's it's good to talk about and I'm glad we did. Me too. And I'm, I'm so glad that we, you and I, we have such an open space to speak about these things and really to mm. let it out. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Do you feel good? Alright, that was my episode with Jill. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, I'm really grateful that you are listening and still listening now. 
I love doing this podcast. It's one of my favorite things that I ever have decided to do and I can't wait for it to grow and change and evolve in the next year and hopefully forever. Who knows? Podcasts, well, they will be in the future. I just watched the Black Mirror episode about social media, which was crazy. Maybe podcasts will just be in our ears all the time. That would be weird. Okay, well, uh, if you're still listening right now, the emoji for this week's episode is the smiley face. Let's just do that. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done that before. Not the laugh, not the, you know, one with the mouth open, just, you know, your average run-of-the-mill smiley face. Okay? All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. This episode of Let It Out is brought to you in part by Splendid Spoon, one of my favorite companies ever. They are a wellness brand built on the idea that a few small changes can make a big impact on your health and how you feel. They deliver those small changes right to your doorstep through ready-to-eat, satisfying plant-based meals, mindfulness tips, and more. Mostly soups. I love their soups. They also have breakfast options like smoothies and overnight oats and stews. It's the best, especially in the winter. Get soup delivered right to your door. Their plans are totally customizable to fit your delivery and lifestyle needs, and they can be shipped anywhere across the entire United States. I can't say enough good things about this company. Each meal is great to store in the fridge for one week or frozen for a month. It's perfect when your schedule is hectic, and it's great to just always have something that you can warm up right on hand without having to leave your house, which I love. If you want to get $20 off your first order or any of the plans, go to splendid.to slash let it out 20. That's splendid.to slash let it out 20. Thank you so much, Splendid Spoon. We love you. This week's episode is also brought to you in part by Cara Vitamins. Cara is a new kind of vitamin company that makes taking your vitamins and feeling your best easier than ever because it delivers to you vitamins that are personalized and tailored to exactly your needs. Being healthier and feeling your best is something that a lot of us want, especially in the new year. It's already February, but you know, we still want it. So vitamins can be important to fill the gaps that your body is missing from what you're eating and give you the extra boost where you need it. And make sure your body is getting all the nutrients that you need to keep doing the activities that you love. All you do is you go to their website and you take a fun quiz that asks you questions about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, your sleep, your poop. And in minutes, it recommends for you based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists exactly what your body needs. And from there, there's a subscription box that includes your month's supply of individually wrapped packs of vitamins and mix of supplements is right there for you. You can just grab them and and go. They even have your name on them. I love them. They're great for travel. I take them myself and I think they're really great and I think you guys will probably like them too. So go to takecareof.com now to get your personalized recommendations and then use my code Katie at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E and that's good for 50% off your first order or two weeks free in your first month. So again, that's takecareof.com and the discount code is Katie.